0: Previously on The Marvelous Patrick Show. I, I normally people like hear their name and they're like, oh, that's my name. I'm going to say something. But can you see anyone else running around like uh, Tim Curry did? Arizona We're... is turned into just this hotbed of of, uh, of basically the battle for the soul of the Republican Party. Welcome to The Marvelous Patrick Show. I'm your host, The Marvelous Patrick. And my co-host tonight with me is Matt Novak.
1: Hey, hello. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing okay.
0: Yeah, we didn't we didn't get a chance to record last week, and none of these have gone to the wide public yet. These have only been Patreon exclusives so far. Okay. And so last week, if anyone heard episode number two, they'll know that it all went wrong at the end, and we didn't get to. I it all broke, and. Like we lost the whole half of a show, so I'm hoping that uh, we've got some audio fixed going on, and it hopefully it'll work. And we have I I have I've got topics. I we really, just make I, that a, Could we just make that a
1: half show instead? Like that was it, one point five, and this is number two.
0: Maybe I don't know. Maybe I might not even release number two to the wide world, but um. Oh, but we had a really maybe, good first half. It, yeah, it was a good. one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know.
1: 1.5. Pa-
0: Patreon.com slash Marvelish Patrick if, uh, you if you're not sure if we've released it or not. $1 gets you in. I've got three topics ex- this week. I'm really excited. I, I want to talk about all three of them and I know I can't. But uh, for those of you who've never listened to, our, to the show before, this is how it works. is um, Every week, Matt and I both bring three topics. We give our three topics, uh, we list them with a little like the moment of reaction from the other person uh and after each of us have shared all three of our topics we have the veto round where i get to veto one of matt's topics matt gets to veto one of mine and then we have the show and it all goes from there so every week we don't know what's going to happen it could be serious it could be um not serious it could be very funny it could be very sad in, or it could just be a mixture of these things. It's all very random. It's really just what is interesting to us this week. Um, let's see. Last time, Matt, you went first, I think, on yep. your on your topics. It's my turn to go first. As I said, this week, I have three topics that I would love to talk about at length. Um, um, one of them is a little geekier than the others. One of them is more self-indulgent than the others. So <laughs> it, it could go anywhere. All right. Uh, That's that's what I'm really excited about. Are you ready? Let's do it.
1: Uh, Let's hear them.
0: All right. My three topics this week. Brian Michael Bendis announced today he is going to be leaving Marvel Comics after a gajillion years. And he'll be exclusive to DC Comics. All right. Why that's that's exciting. He's the guy who did the Ultimate Universe for Marvel. He was written Ultimate Spider-Man since it first existed, creating Miles Morales, bringing Miles Morales from the ultimate universe to the regular mainstream Marvel universe. Donald Glover's character in Ultimate Spider-Man was created by Brian Michael Bendis. I mean, this is, he's written the Avengers. He wrote the, the, uh, the scene with Nick Fury in the Iron Man movie at the end of the first Iron Man movie. I mean, so this is a big deal. All right. Um, second topic, uh, we had we didn't record last week but we had molar Monday and I would love to talk about the Russia scandal indictments.
1: Okay. Shut indictments. Yeah, I'm just I'm just writing this down,
0: okay.
1: making notes for, you know, like future notes. future uh
0: voting and vetoing. My right. last thing is really self-indulgent but it's Nano or National Novel Writing Month.
1: All right, NaNoWriMo.
0: Those are my three topics. All right. I I am excited about all three of these. So um, I suspect whatever doesn't make the cut this week, you'll see on the list next week. Okay. That surprised me. What do you have Uh, for us, Matt? All right. Well, I am not excited about any of my topics. So we'll
1: we'll kind of balance out.
0: All
1: right. (laughs) So number one is... Estate taxes and the GOP proposal to eliminate them.
0: Oh, my gosh. I almost, until Bendis popped up in the news today, I was actually going to do a GOP tax plan.
1: So. All right. All right. <laughs> Number two is an idea I'm calling Back from the Dead. This week, male singers. The idea is to pick... Just one. I mean, you can discuss others, of course, but to pick just one male singer that you would like to see, as if they had never died, wow. what would have become of their career? What so on and so forth. And so this week, male singers. If we ever do this feature again, we can go back and revisit it with all sorts of different uh, options for that. So I like, I like that it. as That's as cool. a as a possible re- recurring type of you know structure there, and then. Number three, I wanted to talk about Christmas stuff happening too early, but by talking about it, that only accelerates the problem. So we're not going to, I'm not nominating that one. Instead, I'm just going to go with the nature of Facebook arguments and talking politics on Facebook and social media. Because I think that can be an interesting conversation in itself.
0: Whew. Between the two of us, man, we got some wide-ranging craziness this week and you I, know what i'm I, gonna I, I we got some crazy i mean i think i think part of the problem last last time we recorded last episode the second half was all politics and i think this week depending on what we choose i think we're going to have to settle on an order to go in just to make sure that we don't have too light or heavy i want a good i want to i want to tailor it a little better and edit it a little bit better for our order but um i you believe you have veto first this time sir Oh, no. Did I lose him? Did his internet crap out on me? This is quite the Can you hear corner. me? I can hear can you, you hear now. Me? Yes. All right. Oh, that's so, so exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, it
1: is because here's the trick. Now that I have a speaker that I'm using or a microphone that I'm using, I can accidentally push the mute button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also called the cough button. Ah, so I, oh, I never cough. thought of that. Yeah. I'll have
1: sure. to. I'll have to. <laughs> I have to use that Mine in the future. Mine does
0: not have that. My little microphone I have does not oh. have that. It's got, right. a nice, it's got a lot of other things, so it's really
1: nice. You know what's really cool is that I can basically do like a strobe effect. Like I can talk and just keep muting and muting and, muting and unmuting and then it, someone get motion sickness. Um, so, no.
0: Um, okay. Veto.
1: <laughs> veto. All right. So
0: I'm your, gonna... cho- your choices are Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis right. going to DC, Russia indictments, and in Nano
1: Okay, so I'm gonna have I would guess fairly little to offer on the Bendis leaving Marvel, but I want to hear more about that. So I'm not gonna veto that one. I'm gonna keep that one in, and the Russia thing. You know, I think we're we're only seeing that very first level, and there's gonna be more there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's the one to veto this time, but I'm sure it'll come up again. Okay. Uh, so so I'm gonna uh, let's talk. And let's attack Nano
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I'm, and I'm sure Russia is going to come up again. I, I would have brought it up again. You probably will bring it up. I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be with us for at least another mm, six to nine months. <laughs> at the, Seems at the least, at the least. <laughs> um, all right, on yours. Gosh. Um, I. Now, okay. Estate taxes, I, I think we probably should explain why that's a very specific thing to you. It's not because uh, you're some rich jerk, but it's because you're a lawyer <laughs> and you help people with their estates, correct? That, yeah,
1: right, right.
0: I, so yes, I do. That. I am not a rich jerk, and I have no estate, and I'm not a lawyer, and I don't even play one on TV. I don't know what much I'll have to talk about with that. But if we're adding in, like, just GOP tax plan two with it, is that correct?
1: I, I'm 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 good with that. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with
0: that. Right, I'm going to put a pin in that one. Uh, now back from the dead. I like the idea of the segment. I want to keep that one for sure. So I think we need to keep back from the dead. I'm putting that one in for sure. I, I'm like reverse vetoing. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> is, that's fine. I've totally cheated this up. Uh, calling back to the good place. <laughs> Which by the way, are you caught up on that yet? It's phenomenal. Nope. nope I no have not phenomenal. had a chance. Um. Nature of Facebook arguments. Mm. You know, I, I wanna keep the estate taxes and GOP stuff. I wanna talk tax I wanna talk taxes. Let's, let's All right. All I'd right. rather talk about boy, given the choice between taxes and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: we could always talk
0: taxes on Facebook. Oy. Um. I would rather talk about taxes. Wow. Um <laughs> That's Uh, Uh, as my uh, as
1: my my sister Anna once said. How do you guys not fall asleep during your own conversations?
0: She did say that about our old show. (laughs)
1: She, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: But um, I like to think this this new format is helping with that because we gotta pay attention to what's happening a little more. So, where do you want you want to? I don't. I don't want to. I feel like where we end with that, that's kind of a downer.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, let's keep the back from the dead singers. Let's put that. Let's end with that today. Sounds good. And uh, here's. Here's where our order is. If this sounds good to you, we'll talk. We'll start with Brian Michael Bendis and Marvel and DC and that whole geek geeky kind of stuff. Which yep. has, like I said, huge consequences, actually, uh, for people who don't even read comics, actually, believe it or not, uh, when we start talking about that. Um, that won't hit the taxes. Um, and then uh, we're going to get really self indulgent and talk about National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo. And we're going to finish it off with Back from the Dead, Male Singers. All right. Oh, wow. This is quite the show. Whoo! Are you are you ready? You got I got water and everything, so I, I.
1: I'm no. I'll 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 just pretend my internet disconnected a couple times, and when I need a drink or to yeah. use the restroom, that's that's my plan.
0: One of my favorite podcasts um, is by this cartoonist Rebecca Cohen, and she I can't remember her co-host is Maya somebody I can't remember Maya's last name at the moment. I'm a bad podcast fan, but um, Rebecca does this comic called Gyno Star, which is absolutely amazing. I I like to. Uh, Honestly, I think I think Rebecca is is just brilliant, and people need to go read Gynostar uh, about a feminist superhero who fights, who's literally a social justice warrior. Um, (laughs) But before like that was even a term, so so it's great her her little her her sidekick little little Sappho, and it's really great. Um, (laughs) But uh, but uh, her her podcast that she does is called The Sauce. And they're always drinking during it. That's like the, one of the first questions is, what are you drinking this week? And <clears throat> excuse me, I need a cough button. Um, but so I'm drinking water. Uh, but they always talk about the, the drinks they've made for themselves while they record. And then when they get, they have like a little timer set for like their different topics and stuff. And you and you hear it when it goes off. It, it, it's it's um, a recording on, my, on, on Rebecca's phone. It says, drink, bitch. <laughs> like it's a drinking <laughs> game. So, yep, it's great. And yeah. Um. So enough talking about uh about the sauce podcast. Listen to it and Gynostar read it. Uh, let's talk about us and the things we care about. Starting with Brian Michael Bendis is uh, announced today. He's going to be exclusive to DC Comics after being with Marvel Comics since two thousand.
1: All right. So so here's my first question. Yeah. You say you use the word exclusive now. Was he was he not exclusive before to Marvel, or he was
0: exclusive to Marvel for the past seventeen years?
1: Okay, okay. To
0: put it to put it, I, I think you could call him an architect of basically a good chunk of what has happened with Marvel over the years. For instance, the Ultimate Universe when Marvel was kind of when things were kind of going bad for them and they kind of did a little a side universe reboot of like their concepts like as if it had happened today and ultimate spider-man one of the greatest comics of all time he wrote it he's been writing it since 2000 okay that comic has saw another a teenage peter parker and all that going through that teenage peter 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 parker died in that comic in the ultimate universe only to uh have another uh kid miles morales an african-american um youth Become Spider-Man, uh, and 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 then uh, when the Ultimate Universe ended, uh, Miles came over to the main Marvel Universe. So much so that if you saw Spider-Man: Homecoming this summer, and if you didn't, yep. I feel so bad for you because it's amazing. Um, Donald Glover plays a guy named Aaron, who, uh, if you read the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, that is Miles Morales's uncle Aaron, who was the Ultimate Prowler. So when Aaron says, I have a nephew in the neighborhood, he's actually referring to Miles Morales. Oh, <laughs> that's all how, right. That's how big of a deal, right? That is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a Miles Morales animated movie coming out, I think, within the next year.
1: Fantastic.
0: Um, what else has he done? Okay. Um, the Avengers was not a franchise. Hard to believe. I know people would say that now. X-Men was the thing. Yep. Um, but Marvel had sold all those movie rights. And, and so they said, well, you know what? The Avengers should be like our best. that should be like Brian Michael Bendis and this other guy, Mark Miller, said, you know, why aren't the Avengers, like, just the best heroes of the Marvel Universe? And so Brian Michael Bendis takes the Avengers and completely, basically reboots it. So it's Captain America, Iron Man, Wolverine, Spider-Man, like, you know, the most popular characters. Yeah. And he does this huge run. He does the thing... Um, he does the storyline called House of M, which effectively uh, which was famous for the phrase no more mutants, where all of a sudden in the X-Men books there were no more mutants being born, which was the oh. status quo for like a decade. He wrote the Avengers for like a decade. Uh in that time he made Luke Cage a prominent character.
1: Oh, okay. Luke
0: Cage, right? Jessica Jones, you have you've heard of Jessica Jones? Yep. He created Jessica Jones. <laughs> ah. He had an, an amazing run on Daredevil. He did a run on, he wrote, he was writing Guardians of the Galaxy recently, until just recently. Uh, he's the one who um, kind of did the characterization of Star-Lord that we see in the movies. Um, he, uh, let's see, what else did he do? He, let's see, oh, oh, Iron Man. He's been writing Iron Man, including uh, um, the new Iron Man, Ironheart, who is a young black girl named Riri, Riri Williams. Right, uh, He made Doctor Doom a good guy. <laughs> he wrote Civil War II, the sequel Civil War uh, comic that came out last year. He has been instrumental in so much of what Marvel Comics has done, but not just that. When they made Iron Man, when Marvel became Marvel Studios to make their first movie, made Iron Man. Brian Michael Bendis was one of the people, Joe Quesada, who came in and wrote that little teaser that little clip after the credits, that post, the yep. very first ever post-credits scene. He's one of the guys that said, "Hey, you know what? Samuel L. Jackson should be uh, Nick Fury." That was him. <laughs> him and Mark Miller <laughs> did that with their Ultimate Universe. Nice. Right. So, so he has been Mr. Marvel for nearly twenty years.
1: So why the change?
0: You know, there's a lot of speculation and stuff right now. Um, What's the
1: speculation you like most? Speculation's fun. let's let's do that.
0: let's let's just add to the rumor mill. Let's mill the rumors. Um, okay, so part of it is uh, you know, he's 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 written pretty much every character at Marvel, except for one team that's not allowed to have a comic right now. Okay, because a higher and- up at Disney says, hey, we don't have the film rights to Fantastic Fantastic Four. We're not going to make Fantastic Four comics, which is the most asinine thing on the planet because Fantastic Four is the original Marvel comic. Right. And that's basically the only thing he's never written. Okay. And it's clear he really wants to because so much so he took Doctor Doom, made him a good guy, and made him the new Iron Man. (laughs) Right? Like, he puts you know, the thing in, into stuff. So he can write the thing he, thing was in guardians of the galaxy. So he could write the thing. I mean, it's yeah. so clear. Oh, yeah. Right. But, um, so I think that's part number two. Um, there were some assholes who is saying that, uh, diversity is what's killing Marvel's lineup of superheroes. Cause now they got a girl Thor and a uh, black Spider-Man and this and that. And, and, uh, Bendis don't care for that sort of chat and I guess there's someone at Marvel who actually said these things, some, some corporate stooge um, oh. at a retailer's thing saying they had to get rid of the diversity that that's what's, what's hurting their sales. The, and, and I, from my understanding, there's a, from scuttlebutt is Bendis. And this person have had some words. Bendis, uh, he, he has a mixed race child himself, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's Jewish, <laughs> you know, a lot of, so racism ain't cool for him. Uh, rightfully so it ain't cool for anyone um so I think okay that, but there's been some blowback you know and he's the guy who's introduced a lot of these more diverse characters right into the marvel universe such as miles morales and, and Ari ironheart and um you know so i think that's part of it and part of it i think you know is i don't think he ever thought it was going to be 17 years and i don't think he's going to thought it's going to be like this right i mean he's never gotten to play with those other toys. Okay. Um, John Romita okay. Jr., who you know, very famous Marvel 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 artist, hopped the boat a couple years ago and has some stuff with DC. Um, you know, that's someone There's there's been a lot of artists kind of fl- I mean, people usually flip flop. They go, I'm exclusive here or there. And usually it's like, you know, three to five years, whatever. Yeah. This is a little different because this is this is so the company guy. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, this would be I don't want to say it's like Stan Lee going to DC. But it it's it'd be like if Stan Lee went to DC in 1972. It's like no, you know, it's probably more like when Jack Kirby went to DC.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, you know, after now, creating the Marvel Universe. It's so... a big deal.
1: So what do you see coming for DC?
0: Well, here's the thing: people either love Bendis or they hate him, for the most part. Um, he has a very unique dialogue style and writing style. He's kind of famous for the decompression model of storytelling we, that you know, kind of like it's six issues per story arc usually, so it fits nicely in a trade paperback kind of. Yeah. You know, the typical model, which is actually I don't think it's a bad model. Uh, his dialogue, people, you love it or hate it. So some people are like, oh, it's the worst thing that happened to DC. The best thing for Marvel and other people are flip-flopped. I feel really sad because he's been writing Ultimate Spider-Man since, like I said, forever, which is like one of my favorite comics. (laughs) And if he's exclusive... Now, sometimes things have worked out with exclusives where it's exclusive asterisk. They still get this one thing. But um, I suspect that's probably not going to be the case here, which means for the first time ever... Uh, if, you know, the Miles Morales character would be, I mean, he's already written by someone else, in, by Mark Wade in Avengers and, and Champions, but it would be someone else taking the reins on a character that he created. Uh, same with, you know, Jessica Jones, things like that. I mean, he put Jessica Jones in the Avengers when he was writing Avengers because she's married to Luke Cage and they have a daughter. Um, So what does it mean for DC? Well, if I'm, I mean, it's a huge get. Right, let's let's not kid ourselves. It's a huge. I mean, he, whether you love him or hate him, he, he sells books. He's a huge talent, and, um, word on the street is one of the things offered to him is, not just the comics side, but he's going to get some say in the media side, the movies, right? Which oh, is okay, kind of a, other than like like when Marvel Studios started, he was part of that. Not like scripting or anything, but you know, kind of, you know, had some yeah. some effects, yeah. and when there was a recent split uh with the when the the disney buyout and everything and some things split off here and there like no longer were they going to the marvel writer room for the movies right so his you know influence so you know you know they have some influence on the dc movie universe which up until wonder woman was hurting and you know justice (laughs) league we'll see what happens
1: that's it Here's the thing, I really liked Wonder Woman, but I'm even I'm even going to put a qualifier in Wonder Woman because it suffers from what I think is the classic DC problem. It's just gods fighting gods.
0: But that's always, I mean, well, that's another topic for another time. Is the DC characters have always been more like a pantheon of gods come to Earth, and the Marvel characters were. I mean, that was the difference. That was one of Stanley's goals. Was they were the those were the gods. And right. The, the Marvel characters are the people down the street, and and even in when Kurt Busiek and George Perez did the only uh, DC Marvel crossover we've had since whatever in, back in you know around the 2000s uh, before you know that yep. stopped that was part of the Avengers JLA crossover it was man they treat you know the when the Marvel heroes went over to the DC universe they're like they treat their heroes like god that's sick these people are being worshiped <laughs> <laughs> so that's not i mean it's it's partly Intentional, um, yeah. I'd, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Um, as, a, as a comic nerd, as a fan, uh, he also did the you know Powers is his comic. He has some in, like some stuff that's independent that's published through Marvel's Icon imprint. I don't know how the creator-owned stuff is going to work out now where it's going to go. There's a lot of other shoes to drop on this. Okay. Um, ultimately, I think it's a good thing. Um, it's good for him. I mean, he's generally someone who's genuinely enthusiastic about what he's writing. And, you know, I mean, I, I know he has an affinity for Plastic Man. So, um, I, but, you know, just I mean, over at DC, I, I think they, you know, they've had some issues with the, their comics. They haven't been, I don't know, some of them have been selling, some of them haven't, whatever. They, you know, yep. they had a reboot. They had the new 52 reboot. Now they're kind of rebooted again with legacy they're bringing in. So it's like Dr. Manhattan's in charge of everything. And he's kind of been the one that screwed them all up. They had killed Wally West said he never existed. Then they made him a black teenager. Now they brought back the original Wally West. Uh, you know, the Titans yeah. never were a team. Now they are. a team. They have a lot of continuity issues right now. Yeah. Yeah. You that know, They're trying to straighten out. Um, you know, maybe after all the dust settles on their big uh, doomsday clock event, that's supposed to kind of fix a lot of this. I think is where we're going to see you know Bendis come along. Does he get Justice League? I don't know. Um, does he get the Titans? Maybe. You know, that's kind of a very important okay. comic. The Flash is an important comic. Green Lantern is an important comic. You know, I don't want to see him on Batman because he's a dialogue guy and Batman should not be a dialogue book. You know, Never. but I could see something if he writes teenagers, well, Teen Titans is a good thing for him. You know, okay. that same ultimate Spider-Man feel. I, I, I don't know. I that's that's my way more than two cents on that. OK.
1: All right. All right. Well, I think I think I'm good to learn and we can probably move on, right?
0: Yeah. I mean cuz so you can see how that's like affects the movies and everything else. So it's not just the comics. If he's getting a if he's getting a seat at the at the media table for DC, that's going to That's
1: yep, that's certainly a big we'll, we'll see where that goes.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we want to talk about estate taxes and the GOP tax plan. Take it away, lawyer boy.
1: All right. So one of the things I I just so I do estate tax planning. Uh, As part of my general practitioner lawyer thing, right? And so um, obviously let me just – as a caveat here, if I'm working with a client, I'm going to do everything in my power uh, to help them reduce any estate tax liability that they may have. But as I look at the GOP plan uh, to eliminate estate taxes altogether, I I just find myself befuddled because it's a tax – First off, we don't even apply it to anyone who has less than $5.45 million, right? So literally the first $5.5 million that you have passes without any consequence to whoever you, you choose. Um, but second, it's the estate tax is in so many ways the perfect tax because it hits people who can't use the money, the deceased – and people who haven't earned the money, the heirs, right? And for you, you uh,
0: tell me you can't take it with you. I, that because is what. Well, is, I'm hey, pretty that, sure my aunt's husband that she lined his coffin with hundred dollar bills. Well, that that might that might well <laughs> it's be the Nazi but... side of the family, by the way. Say <laughs> so, so it's definitely you
1: know a tax that to me seems really well-situated, especially for people who like a free and fair market, right? Um, people who get a whole bunch of money that they haven't worked for or earned um, distort that free and fair market. So it perplexes me uh, that this is such a popular notion that, that it should be gotten rid of. Uh, and so I, I really just want to kind of get that out there. Like, Let's let's think more critically about this, because first off, we're exempting a huge amount of money. Second, uh, you know, so so uh, literally it was like 600 and some families pay it on average every year, I think, is what it is around the around the entire country. Right. Uh, I mean, it's 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 an unbelievably low population that's affected.
0: It's not even one (laughs) percenters. No. It's no, it's even, less. well, I mean, I mean, it is, it is, it's, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's like even less than one percenters, right? I mean, well, it's yeah. I mean, I, I don't like remember exactly
1: percenters. what person. Well, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but no, I mean, it, 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 it does affect very few people. So it really is, it's, you know, by, by eliminating the estate tax, you really accentuate and, and accelerate the wealth gap in the, in the country. Uh, so it's so, it has this really, you know, equalizing effect when it's properly enforced, uh, and when if we get rid of it, it's really just going to make things worse uh, as far as any social stagnation and the gulf between the haves and have-nots. Uh, and and it's it's a good revenue generator as well. We need to you know, hey, look, if we're going to pay for the government, might as well take it from people who can't use it or didn't earn it. <laughs>
0: It, you uh, know, I, 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 it almost sounds to me like someone was thinking specifically of their children would benefit from this when they proposed it
1: well i can i can understand that but here's what i'll say the the notion that we should get rid of it has been around a lot longer than donald trump has been in politics so but he's, uh, i'm I, saying if he's uh,
0: pushing for he, it you know.
1: he will yeah he but but whether he was pushing for it or not the republicans were going to have it because they've been yeah. they've been sounding this horn for a long time
0: uh, well you know they're going to take that money then and they're going to grow the economy with it
1: yeah except that again you're
0: that will just trickle it, down to you it you doesn't
1: because it goes it goes to the heirs and and there's all sorts of other interesting well, things that happen when you
0: it, but they're going to invest it in you and it's gonna well, but, but you usually
1: down. they have see if you've if you've got more than $5.5 million or more than almost $11 million uh, for a couple, um, odds are good that your heirs have already benefited from your largesse, that they've maybe gotten a leg up and have money to invest and have received Look, some they lavish gifts
0: and like A small million-dollar loan is probably all they ever got.
1: <laughs> and, and they've probably been able to turn that into some, some
0: large capital gains. They are uh, so, self-made. No one helped them.
1: So it's definitely right. I mean, I mean, right. The the I'm channeling his, Colbert over here. The, right. The tongue in cheek. <laughs> the tongue cheek quips aside. It really is. Um, it, it it's really just it perplexes me um, how popular the notion is. And I'll say one of the one of the phrases that often comes up um, is why would we. Tax money that's already been taxed, right? It was taxed as income. Well, first off, a lot of times it, yeah. it wasn't taxed as income yeah. and it would have been taxed maybe as a capital gain or something. I mean, when you're talking about wealth of this amount, oftentimes very little of it is, is income. Second, when you pass money to an heir, you actually get a stepped up basis, um, which is a fancy tax way of saying, we're not going to tax you this so much if you ever sell it. Um for, you know, for certain types of things, uh, you know, and, and obviously consult your attorneys and tax planning and professionals on all the specifics here. Don't don't take this podcast as as, you know, authoritative in any way. But there's definitely all sorts of favorable treatments that that go into it um, that really the idea of taxing it twice is, is really not entirely accurate. But second, I think if we step back and we look at how we do taxes you know, you tax transactions, more or less. You know, here you're getting paid for the work you do. That's the transaction. And now the government is going to take it, you know, the, we're exchanging money in that transaction. The government's going to take a small piece of that as income tax. Uh, you go buy something from the store. Now the government's going to take a small piece of that as sales tax. We don't talk about sales tax as taxing money that's already been taxed when it was taxed as income.
0: Well, I bet but that's the libertarians it. would.
1: Well, there are some who would, but, but so that's, that's the same. So, so really when we think about taxes, we need to step back and look broader. Where do, what transactions do we want to tax? And I would suggest that taxing the deceased and those who haven't earned the money is probably one of the better taxes. And now I, I personally am in favor of, a fairly high rate about where it's set now. Uh, exemption rate. Um, I could go flexible on that depending on some of the things that go with it. Uh, the state of Minnesota has a has a nice system where they give family farmers and, and small closely held businesses like family businesses um, an opportunity to exempt some assets um, to protect those family farms and businesses. That I think is, is a great program and I'd like to see that maybe even expanded nationally um, so that we're we are protecting those who, for whom the estate tax would be extra burdensome uh, because it, there are those situations that exist, right? I mean, when the value of land is high, you might not actually have much money, but on paper, you've got a ton of money. Uh, and then you, we end up breaking up family farms and nobody wants that uh, yeah. except for corporate farmers, of course. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so, so that, you know, we'd be better off protecting family farmers. So there's ways to do that. And I think, uh you know, that's one of those things that, that anyway, that's, I've, I've said my piece on that. You want to well, talk, like
0: sh- I want to jump in. Cause you know, we're kind of yeah. talking about taxes and you know, like I said, I, I've mentioned this site before. One of my very favorite sites is electoral dash vote.com. Uh, it's, it's not just, it's usually doesn't do much on non-election years, but they've kept going for some reason since last November. Huh? Uh, and normally they don't, but they have, um, one of their little things or articles to today Was uh, Was the tax bill written specifically tailored To Donald Trump's needs And they have, <laughs> and they have uh, A few bullet points here About from the, from the What the bill does And, uh, as, and what, how this would You know uh, benefit uh, Donald Trump uh, The First bullet point is the bill repeals The tax exemption for like kind of exchanges In which a company exchanges one Asset for a similar one Surprise, and the repeal doesn't apply to real estate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second bullet point the bill creates a special tax bracket of 25% for pass through businesses. It just so happens that the Trump organization is structured as something like 500 pass through businesses. Whoa. And Trump could use this provision to avoid the top rate of 39.6%. Wow. Wait, there's more. <laughs> The bill kills the alternative minimum tax in the one year, which part of Trump's tax returns were leaked. We've seen that the AMT hit Trump for 38 million. <laughs> so would probably be nice if that went away. Yep. Uh, now here's, this is a big one and this is a big one that uh, will really hurt. I think uh, schlubs like you and me. Okay. All which right. The deduction for state and local income taxes will be gone. If the bill passes in its current form right now, we're allowed to deduct our state and local taxes, income taxes from uh, on our, on our federal tax forms for a lot right. of people. That's a big deal, especially if you're in like a high tax state, um, that would be painful for Donald, right? Cause he lives in high tax, New York. However, pass through businesses can deduct state income tax as a business expense. Oh, oh! Now here's and bringing it back around. Um, Trump, a family man, loves his kids. Be real pity if, he, if the state had to pay a state tax. Money Ivanka and the other kids would get. So of course that's gone. But right. like you said, but if you look at the other things, the one, the one that I think that the republicans are going to have a hard time defending come election time is the state and local income tax deduction being axed
1: you know i think and, and i know that's when we hear a lot about in minnesota especially because we are one of those states that would get hit pretty hard by that
0: um, and it's it hits mostly blue states why would right. it hit mostly blue states oh because they're the most populous states <laughs>
1: Right, right <laughs> That's it right? So, <laughs> Because
0: the, they're the states that actually have the highest population centers And of course have to have Because of larger populations need to have more public services And of course now you're going to pay for more public services At a city and state level Right Oh, taxes Right. Oh, but That's who didn't it. the blue states vote for? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah No, I mean
1: I, for For me so much of it just comes down to it's all a choice, right? There's there's no right level of taxation. In fact, the right level tends to change with circumstance. Uh, when you're when you're in boom years, it makes sense to tax a little bit higher because you can afford it and uh, the economy is doing well, and then you can store that money away for when things go bad. And when in bust years, you tend to cut taxes because that helps grow the economy and think Right? I mean, that's it's, a,
0: that's a, that's one. That's one hypothesis, except for what we've seen, of course, is that that hypothesis often doesn't bear out when they don't store things away. Well, I mean, right, right. I mean, that's, right. that's the Or they do, you know, and and during lean years, they may cut taxes, but not cut spending increasing deficit, which is, of course, another issue with all of this is this tax bill does add quite a bit to the deficit. I think oh, I yes a, yeah. a, a
1: lot a lot one and a half trillion i think is what
0: one 1.5 trillion is the number i keep seeing repeated so um and i have done individual fact checks we're not a fact checking type of podcast folks if you're going to us for your hard news you got other problems that's why i try to say the sites i'm reading out loud (laughs) right that's as close (laughs) as i get to citing my sources Um, Yeah. but here's the thing if you're if you're actual like dyed in the wool conservative of like you know cut the deficit you know national debt things like that this tax bill is not for you (laughs) And that's right. That's the weird thing. Right. I mean, so what is it? OK, if we were cutting spending so as to lower the deficit or lowering tax, I mean, this idea that. I, I, I don't know, I there's a lot of I think George W. Bush would call fuzzy math happening here.
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't even think the the fuzzy math, I think it's just the straight up math is clear that there's a there's a very concrete choice being made which is to give the very wealthy a very generous gift. Yes. There's, I mean, there's no, there's no two ways about it.
0: And, and to say, uh-huh. well, then they're going to put it back in the economy. Why? Why, say, why would they do that?
1: You know, truth be told, I'm not even hearing that argument all that much.
0: <laughs> you, you still, I still hear that. And it's like, well, they're going to create jobs.
1: Uh, Are yeah.
0: They? I, yeah. I, you know, we, I'm not. So you're telling me if we look this is my this is I think a fundamentally easy thing to understand. If you have money it's because you haven't spent the money on anything.
1: I mean it can be. Right? It...
0: I mean honestly that's that's often time, right? I mean for if you have money it's cuz you have not used the money. Yeah. And to put it into the economy means they're going to use the money. Well that also means there's a certain inherent risk. And the, you know, okay, I might get, you know, something back for this or I could just put it over here and let it sit in an account and grow interest that way and let banks, you know, I'm not going to, or I, or what about the people that don't own businesses or what about, you know, there's the, these are not all job creator people. No, I got news for you. Uh, I, uh, Trump's kids. Yeah. They all part of the Trump organization, but they're not using their own personal income to fund the Trump organization. (laughs) Right. They're right. not gonna say, "Oh, I got this tax uh, break. I'm gonna take these millions of dollars and put them into my company." They're, you know, why? Because that company has its own money. It's its own entity. The only people that do that usually are people like you and me who might have like a small business of their own.
1: Right, and I, you know, I mean, and I, it, it's a.
0: And you're not hiring anyone, I'm betting.
1: Well, actually, I'm, I'm thinking I might part time. But okay, uh... a tax break i have no no not because of
0: that but you guys i mean but you think about like a small business hiring someone that's a huge commitment right that goes beyond a tax break for a few years
1: and and, right it does and that break
0: does not cover an entire salary
1: it, it usually doesn't i mean i guess i haven't i haven't looked at yeah that Specifically, but no, and I, and I think, yeah, I mean, when it comes to economy growth and all that, you know, I think that's really just so at, at most it's secondary and it might even be tertiary here. Right. It's it's this tax plan is about giving a gift to the ultra wealthy. That is about I mean, that's what it's about entirely. Uh, because because it's not even hidden, and, and, and in order to do people it,
0: people convinced the poor in, people who vote Republican are convinced that that's the thing that's in that, that it, that's the thing they're supposed to do. That's yeah. blows my mind. Is they got them voting against their own self interest. So
1: in order in order to do it, maybe they're throwing a small bone to a decent chunk of average people, but but that's but costing not nearly as much as. As I said not but, nearly well for, for a lot of people, but, but again, that depends on the state. So for a lot of people, I mean, if you know, I think for a lot of people, it does end up saving them a small amount of money, but it's a small amount of money. Yeah. We're not talking about
0: they're not investing with
1: that. <laughs> right. And I think I saw I think I saw <laughs> some number Paul Ryan said today, like eleven hundred dollars for an average family. <laughs> and he said, he said, I mean, that's, you know, that's really important for people who are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, you know what? Eleven hundred dollars is great. Yeah. That's an extra hundred dollars a month. It's not even an extra hundred dollars no, a month. It's not. That's not putting them in a house if they're in an apartment. That's no. not, you know,
0: that's maybe buying a little more nutritious food. Maybe, right? It's maybe. it's it's. It's not re- a savings account. That that is, oh, um, my car broke. I need new tires. You know, right, it's. Like I mean, right,
1: it's one f- type of thing like that. It. So the right, idea that are this are also
0: is... people who said, you know, during the healthcare debate, well, maybe they, people shouldn't buy phones; they should buy healthcare instead, thinking that somehow, you know, a, a a month's worth, a year's worth, even, of of insurance somehow costs the same as an iPhone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I say. <laughs> right. I mean,
0: it, well. OK, even on a payment payment plan for an iPhone, that's 30 bucks a month. Insurance costs way more than that for a family. Right. right. And I, I just...
1: Yeah, the the numbers are just it's they're they're frightening because they're not even pretending.
0: They don't need it, to pretend it, to care.
1: This is a yep. It's a gift to the wealthy. That's plain and simple. Yeah. So. All right. Well,
0: well, now that we're all down on that, let's go back up and be self-indulgent. <laughs> All right. National Novel Writing Month, also known as NaNoWriMo. And for the first time ever in my life, I'm doing it.
1: Nice. All right, before we get any further into NaNoWriMo, which is a fantastically terrible acronym. It's not really an acronym because it's the first two letters of everything. Let me just say that November, also known for men growing out their facial hair, and NaNoWriMo isn't even my favorite as awesome as it is, November-specific weird nickname for the month, um, because I
0: think, boy, it's I, not just men that grow hair in November. Well,
1: okay, 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 but you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's.
0: it's... But I'm telling you, I'm not participating in that because it, I, November's not long enough.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, right. I uh, say so I've I've tried to do it before and it's been horrible. But the, the no, growing no, the mustache crazy. facial hair thing. But but I fan. love all of the different November facial hair nicknames and i love putting them together so you've got your november beard you've got your movember for mustache um you've got your no shave november right Which so I when you throw them all
0: there. Yeah. right so so i
1: i just i love no shave november beard I, sorry no shave oh, nice. movember beard when you nice. throw it all yeah. together it's that's just better. it's um
0: it's beautiful it, it I really mean, it's is. not the end result isn't you guys look ridiculous but oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, anyway so I think the reason terrorists adopted that look because they know it's a bad look and they know no one will trust them. <laughs> well, <no>. oh. <laughs> so about this novel you're writing. <laughs> so I'm doing it and um <laughs> now <clears throat> and I obviously am a creative person I make comics all the time I've been making comics since. <laughs> forever um you know i i did superheroes in college and then i started stripping uh and i've been doing freaks and squeaks pretty much since uh 2002 ish around this time 2002 with a slight detour to do fun factory uh in the middle there but i did some freaks and squeaks in the then too and some other stuff i did
1: i'll let you know i did do a double take just now when you said stripping
0: thank you um (laughs) thank you (laughs) Going back a little bit. As, yeah, as doing right. a comic strip uh, version of stripping. Um, yes. But I went to grad school and I majored in English because I'd like to be fluent someday. And my original intent when I was going to get my master's in English, despite having a visual bachelor's degree, I have a BFA in uh, comic illustration. You wouldn't know it, I know, from looking at my comics, but I do. And um, it's not—it's me, it's not the school's fault. <laughs> Uh, It's a very good school. I'm just a bad student. Anyway, uh, my original plan when I did that was actually to do a novel. And I had an idea for a novel then. And I ended up doing a play instead because I really liked playwriting and scripting and stuff like that. So I ended up doing something else. Uh, But I had an idea for a novel. But even before that, um, I had an idea for a series of books, nine books, a trilogy of trilogies. That was kind of like everything I ever want to do with He-Man and Star Wars combined in a weird way. It's uh, really just a long uh allegory about uh religion and science debate but that's neither here nor art because that's not what i'm doing i'm doing the thing i was going to do originally in grad school which i have had this idea forever and i'm super excited i'm doing it and i'm like five thousand words in so i'm a little behind but that's i, I haven't written very much um time wise i've only probably put in about uh four or five hours and
1: it so, takes time
0: i'm a fast writer i'm a gusher there's eakers and gushers, and I'm a gusher. And um, my my friend, she also is doing this, and, and she's like, "Why are you doing this, this, and this?" And I said, "Look, man, I'm writing a novel. I'm not writing a good novel, right? <laughs> I'm pulping this thing out just because it's just for the sake of getting this. You know, I can go back later, you know, if I ever was going to seriously release this and make it pretty. Um, but I'm really I'm really jazzed about uh, the story. It's uh, a detective story set in the afterlife." hmm and uh it's a soul has gone missing Mm. there's a so in all of infinity one soul is missing you know it's like you gotta look for that one particular grain of sand not just on a beach but on every beach of every planet in the universe yeah <laughs> right so
1: all right <laughs> All right, so I'm so I need to uh, so I once wrote a short story that was a detective story set in the afterlife.
0: You didn't And too?
1: Uh, I oh well, it was God. a short story.
0: It was oh, a short story.
1: And I'm 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 seeing if I can find it here for you cuz oh, it was kind of crazy. crazy fun. Um,
0: well, and so you know, like I'm I'm trying to when I'm doing this now and I'm thinking about putting the chapters up one chapter at a time on my Patreon, Marvelous Patrick, uh, patreon.com slash Marvelous uh, $1 gets you all my content. Um, including this podcast early. Um, I'm thinking about putting the chapters up and serializing it there as I get going. Um, and I'm trying to make it like non-religion specific. kind of like the good place in that, you know, like there's some pieces you can tell are like from, you know, kind of like what we all think, you know, there's a heaven, there's a hell, there's a purgatory, you know, but I don't really like. I'm in a few other things that are non-religious. You know, you know kind of like also that sci-fi end. Um, there's a really good twist in it. I'm really proud of the twist ending. I don't. I obviously will not say it here, but I'm really proud of it. Um, All right. Because, it's. Yeah. Anyway. But For I'm it. having a. I'm having a blast writing.
1: So so now is this like. Noir, like
0: like yes. that type of
1: okay. I think, okay, I,
0: I like to think of myself as a genre bender. All
1: right, all right.
0: So you have noir in the afterlife. You know, I I think even the the very first line is something about like it was overcast and looked like rain. It was every day in purgatory was overcast and looked like rain. <laughs> you know, so it's just boom. You know, you just it's a lot. You know, kind of that oppressive noirish feel, which I think fits in purgatory. The idea, the for anyone not familiar. So... with so concept of so to it's not heaven, it's not hell, it's just in-between.
1: So I'm going to read you a little bit here
0: oh, ooh. Uh, ooh, uh, of, of what I once wrote. Answer. All right? All right.
1: Sam, get in here. That's me, Sam Ace, private eye. At least I used to be, before I found myself on the business end of a 45. When the time came from judgment, turned out my life wasn't particularly noble. I'd been a drunk and a cheat, and those were just my good qualities. That's how I ended up in hell, working for the man. It's your typical insurance gig. Satan makes the deals and mutual of Hades insures the transactions. When someone tries to get away with something, they send me in to protect against loss.
0: So I so, I would definitely yours is very noirish. Mine yes. is not that noirish. It is third person. It's 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 probably more like uh, You know, I I think tonally it's probably more like um, J.K. Rowling's mystery books that she's writing. Under her pseudonym, which are once again fantastic, um, I, it's probably more like that tonally. Okay. Um, where okay. It, you know he's, it's, um, it's, you know he's a detective, but he's working as I, I, I don't know what this tell what this says about me, um, but Purgatory is a cubicle, and he's working as an accountant.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <telling> no, it's. <laughs> yeah, that That's sounds cool. right.
0: Yeah. Right. And uh, there's motivational accessories on all the walls.
1: <laughs> Oof. Oof.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just so. All right. Um,
0: but yeah. So he and it's gonna get into. I mean, how he died eventually, and all this, but and why him? Why this guy, the schlub in purgatory, is being asked to find this? And you know, the stakes, and I. I
1: yeah
0: um i'm proud i'm i like i said i think the the who of the who done it is. i don't think it's like gettable in the sense of like oh i saw it coming already you know i think it'll make sense once it's all done and i don't think anyone will see it coming all right
1: well that's that's a if you can pull that off that's a nice little to do so i'm on the enamel
0: yeah I'm on the NaNoWriMo website as Marvelous Patrick. If anyone hears this, wants to buddy me, um, and the, I'm calling it right now "Lost Soul," because how could you not? <laughs> all right. Right? I mean, it's literal and it's metaphorical, and <laughs> yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's like the title. Like, how could you not write this book? Um, <laughs> Fantastic. So right now, it says I'm going to be done in January if I keep up my current pace. So Ooh, I might not. All right. I know, but that's. Still, hey. I mean, I'm I, I'm somewhere between a Stephen King and a Dean Koontz, at that pace. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm not quite Dan Browning it, but hey, I'm not I'm definitely not going to Robert Jordan it. My other my trilogy of trilogies, that whole thing is outlined BTW, because I wanted the whole thing plotted out and outlined before I did anything else, so yep. that I wouldn't so I wouldn't be like Robert Jordan and die before I got to finish my story and had to have someone else do it. Right. So, you know, right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I mean, NaNoWriMo is kind of the the motivation to start this whole thing. But I, uh, I don't know. Maybe someday it'll actually be like a real book. That'd be pretty to... cool. That would be cool, I think, too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't have enough going on in my life between making comics and a podcast and having kids and and, and mm. graphic design contracts and stuff. I right. did that, right. too. All I'm right. Dumb. Well, we're gonna end with your thing.
1: So yeah, Last let's thing. let's make our transition here. So transition if you could choose, if you could choose one soul to disappear <coughs> from, from the, the male dead. from the male singers grouping, <laughs> who would it be? Who would you? Who would you wish had had their career as if they had not died early, or had had maybe not, maybe not even early, um, but. <laughs> you, so, you know, but you know what I mean, right? So, so I mean, so one of the one of the examples, one of the, one of the people I th- actually thought of um, was not someone who died particularly young. He had a long career, but was Elvis Presley.
0: Yeah, uh, be- was, because actually, that was the first thing that popped in my mind because you know he faked his death and then we went on to do undercover work for the CIA. But that's maybe that <laughs> there. Um, but, the important thing yeah, is, I think we would all love to see a ninety-year-old Elvis in Vegas.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking about. I, I think Elvis. If you look at, say, Johnny Cash had kind of the career rebirth.
0: Oh, uh, you think he would have pulled I, it off?
1: You no, know, I think so. And then some, cause Elvis could sing, you know, Johnny Cash couldn't sing.
0: I mean, that's true. Uh, he had pain. Uh, that was, that was kind of his right. Literal right. one. So, note. you know, I so he's think just gonna I, talk his way through songs. Elvis never
1: got that, that opportunity. So that would have been interesting to see. Now he wouldn't be the one I would pick, but I, I think there's a compelling case to be made there. So, um, just because of it it would have been really okay. fascinating to,
0: Who would to you see pick, what then? So, so this is your bit. I want you to start it off.
1: All right. Well, oh, all, right, all right. So, so one of the other ones I thought of, this is, this is also not the one I, I would pick. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to slow play this a little bit here.
0: Uh, no, no, go for it. <laughs> I it's... just, I just totally was self-indulgent for like 10 minutes. Yes. Go right. for it. All
1: right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so I, I would pick Jim Croce would be an interesting one to think of. Um, Jim Croce, as I understand, only ever had one album, uh, which, uh, you know, was amazing, uh, near as I can tell, uh, near as I can tell, from everything, like, uh, every song on there was, was fascinating, all the songs I know off of it, at least, uh, and so, oh, wait, this is not right, hello? What?
0: Yes, can you hear me? Hold on, What? this
1: is Five studio albums, not Jim Croce. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> that can't be right.
0: I thought like you couldn't hear me or like you're saying like it well, all broke or something, like I didn't know I couldn't.
1: Was. No, I'm so confused now. Hold on a second. Did I mean Jim Croce? I'm, now I'm embarrassed. Well, what did I mean?
0: While you're being embarrassed. I, I was thinking Um there's this girl who like was when she was thirteen she started doing stand up. And one of her jokes was she wished that Kurt Cobain had lived another 10 years. And and her her joke was because he would get more of him, but we'd still get the Foo Fighters. (laughs) Mm. And that's, I mean, that's but, you know, Kurt Cobain, I think what we've, you know, I I don't know if it would be worth it to have more of him, right? Especially when we see what, what Dave Grohl has become you know uh, yeah you know the the phoenix that rose out of, out of those ashes um so i you know I'm, I'm kind of doing your thing here i'm kind of playing with the scenario i think yeah. i have my i think i have my answer though
1: okay okay so i i, I did mean jim Croce. he just did he just had more music than i thought no i'm looking i'm i'm it's like, this like, we like he
0: did come back to life for you now
1: it is it is <laughs> no <laughs> um, it worked no, I'm as I'm reading about this now, and just as we're talking, I'm like, "This is who I was thinking of." I just he just, it turns out uh, he had more. He was he more, just a
0: one-hit wonder. Oh my God! He had, had more catalog. published.
1: He had more. Oh published my God! Than I thought you know he had done more than I. But but you know I mean you know the songs I was thinking of and all. Did that. Did you
0: know were, that Harry just, Potter had six more books? <laughs> 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 oh. Oh my God! Sam and Frodo had more adventures after they got in the boat. <laughs> quiet you, quiet!
1: <laughs> screwed up my own segment here. That's okay because I'm gonna win with my, with my what final if have the one. the
0: same person?
1: So, uh, well, maybe we will. I don't know. All right. Well, what's your answer then?
0: My answer, and I have a reason for it, is Michael Jackson. Oh,
1: because that is not I my think... answer.
0: And, and I have a secondary answer. Uh, if not, uh, um, Michael Jackson's my first just because I think there could have been a redemption arc for him. Okay. That would have been amazing. I think, you know, a near-death scare, you know, now that his kid was older and stuff like that, I think there was the room for redemption. Um, conversely, when we talk about redemptions and singers, my other one would be John Lennon.
1: Oh, okay. Right?
0: Shot because that guy thought he was a hypocrite, always talking about these things. But what imagine imagine yourself a world where John Lennon survives the assassination attempt, says, you know what, maybe that guy is right. I was a, a bit of a hypocrite and goes on and still makes music and stuff, sure. Right? But he he becomes like what Bono wishes Bono was. Oh, I think Bono is, but <laughs> that's, that's a different time. That's a different time. Um, but you know what, it, like imagine like, he's like, all right, I'm going to go and he, and he runs for office or whatever. I don't know, but he does, he does something amazing. I like the idea of, of this being like, are you, they are you suggesting, die. Are you I suggesting
1: say, that when it comes to John Lennon, we should imagine?
0: Yes. And plus Beatles reunion. Bam. We all wanted it. Um, Sorry, Ringo. But I, I like the idea, of both of these choices really get to the idea of like a redemption moment or, or you know, like a near death scare that profoundly changed them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it was Lego Batman who wisely said in the Lego Batman movie if you want to make the world a better place, <laughs> you got to start with yourself, and make that change. Who? Oh, boy. Did you see that movie? I have not. Oh, God. The whole thing is Man in the Mirror. That's actually how the movie starts. It's him. Like, and that's like the ongoing theme song throughout the whole thing is Man in the Mirror. They're always singing it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was really hoping you had seen that. I'm really disappointed in you. No. Human being. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so that, those are... I, I, but I, I'm going to stick with Michael Jackson. Okay. Just because, like I said, I think there was room, there's room for a redemptive arc with his children. And and all that. That would be and interesting. I, think, I mean, yeah. and I think because he's just amazing, you know, looking back on it, he was amazing. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, he was ruined by things outside of him. Right. You know, I mean, Prince had a lot of issues and you know, he was great and brilliant and all this, that and the other, but Prince wasn't ruined by his parents and his family. And, you know, no,
1: he, no Prince. I see. I wouldn't say Prince was ruined. I, I whereas michael well, jackson you know I mean? was like, like
0: yeah and that's just it that's what i'm saying like right so that's what i'm saying michael jackson was a victim his entire life and to see you know a, a more satisfying conclusion to that would have been nice
1: i yeah i can i can agree with that
0: all right um it's yours.
1: so so you, you mentioned prince you mentioned bowie well you didn't mention bowie but i didn't i, mention I, I think so um
0: you I did enough of bowie. i did not i had enough okay. of bowie in my life okay
1: Oh, all right. I to say. So I mean, Bowie lived. You know, he he was. He, he had anyway. a very full life. So, yeah. so the one, the one I would go with. This we're going back a ways. Okay. Buddy Holly.
0: I almost said him.
1: <laughs> Buddy Holly, it, because Buddy Holly was in so many ways the first. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Beatles were the Beatles because of Buddy Holly and the Crickets, right? Exactly. Like. This, I mean, the 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 lineup, the the two guitars, bass, and singer, right? That whole thing, like that, was a Buddy Holly that
0: creation. Was a garage band. He created I mean, garage bands.
1: He was he was 22 when he died, and the the level of influence that he managed to have in that short time, I would, I, I think, who knows where music would be like, not just specific types of music but but music the whole of it would be a much more interesting place for his continued influence i think and and so that's i just um
0: no i agree with you i almost said him for the exact same reason but i decided to move it up to something more contemporary yeah because i was thinking like but you know it's interesting we we both picked people that it was not natural causes they did not they were cut down before you know really yep. saying goodbye so to speak yep yeah and leaving so much unfulfilled right and maybe that you know that's a big piece of it i think and like i said i think that's why not kurt cobain right because i think we feel fulfilled from foo fighters we feel you know like dave grohl fulfills like carried that on and fulfilled whatever that promise of nirvana originally was
1: yeah yeah i mean you know or or, is still marking an absence at least.
0: Yeah, like it's not gone. I mean, it's not completely gone. Right. Right. I mean, it's right. a, there's a sequel, and it's one of those few rare occurrences where the sequel is better than the original.
1: As, uh, I can't say better, but that You're really uh,
0: better. You don't think Foo Fighters is better than Nirvana?
1: No, I I like Nirvana better. Oh,
0: I don't know the new the new Foo Fighters. I heard that one of the new singles, and I thought. This is, I thought it was genuinely interesting. It didn't feel like all the other Foo Fighters stuff to me. Like, I feel like there's still room for him to do stuff. And he does so many other things. That's what's, I think that's why, is because of other, like, I know, like, he was, he brought together the Queens of the Stone Age, and he was part of the first lineup for that. And he does, like, he's, does a lot of production and other things. So I guess that's kind of why I'm. Honestly, my favorite Dave Grohl, my favorite Dave Grohl
1: thing is still as the Muppet animal.
0: Oh yeah, that's great too.
1: But, but that's anyway. (laughs) See, he does
0: a lot of good stuff. That's what
1: I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not right. I'm not. But but yeah, for me, for me, I'd still take Nirvana over Fighters.
0: All right. Tomato. tomato. But the right
1: answer. The right answer. Buddy Holly. Was
0: Buddy Yeah. I think we can agree on that. All right. All right. Hey, what a great show we had. I and I think it probably all recorded this time, so we'll find out. And um. If you're hearing this uh, and you're not a patron, it's been probably a few weeks since we recorded this. So if you want to go right now, uh, you can find me, the Marvelous Patrick, at Marvelous Patrick on all the social platforms. That's uh, all one word, and there's no K in Patrick, just like there's no crying in baseball. My co host is a lawyer uh, by the name of Matt Novak. And if you need local lawyering uh, and you live in his area, you'll probably find him he doesn't social. so Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, at Marvelous Patrick on all the things, patreon.com slash Marvelous Patrick, and you will get five different, uh, like hundreds of pages, ebooks chock full of thousands upon thousands of comics for that dollar. You'll also get early access to the latest Freaks and Squeaks comics, early access to this podcast, and possibly in a few weeks, uh, serialization of my novel. We'll see how that goes, or at least beta reading that. So uh, lots of content there that you get for a dollar a month. It's actually almost ridiculous how much you get for that. And um, anything you want to add before we head out? This has been a fantastic show, by the way. I had a blast tonight.
1: No, I'm I'm good.
0: Thanks. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. All right. I want to record one last little bit of audio before I stop. I do a thing. You don't know if you heard the second one, but I now I'm doing previously on the marvelous Patrick show. <laughs> and then I put in some clips and stuff. So
1: previously,
0: yes. oh, previously on the marvelous Patrick show. I want to get a couple different takes of that. And it's just easier to do it now. All right.